You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore that am. Well, we're just going to pick up right where we left off. We did the first half yesterday. We're going to do the second half today. This is, as you know, when um, all the things that were good become bad. So that's sort of an unfortunate reality. But it is what it is. Um... And so I've got my score sheet out, and I've got the um, play-by-play here all set up and ready to go. So all we got to do is get started. So to recap, the score is 3-3. Three to three. Packers are still very much in the game, despite how disappointing it has been. Um, Jets are going to get the ball first, and they're not going to be able to do anything with it. Again, the defense didn't just collapse entirely in the second half. That, that came later. So they started off the second half with a bang, three and out. Again, our uh, best and worst player, Aaron Rodgers, makes the most sense. He makes the most plays. Has you know, He's the most impactful on a game, which makes sense why you a quarterback is very important. Outside of Rodgers, uh, Royce Newman has been our worst player. Our best two players, Jair Alexander and Preston Smith. So I think we are all caught up. The kickoff was a kick out of the end zone, so not much to see there. But the first play is a one-yard run play, which is always a good thing. But this play is all Kenny. Uh, Jaron Reed tries to do that cool thing that the Jets have been doing to us all day. So essentially, the the offensive line is moving to the offensive line's right. And they're trying to wall us off to say, you cannot move to your left, our right. So one of the things the Jets have been doing is saying, okay, fine, I won't go that way. I'm going to sneak around behind you. I'm going to go to your left and then go around behind you. Well, a couple things. Number one, it just flat out doesn't work. But to make matters worse, Kenny is doing such a good job of just flying to his left down the line with the offensive lineman struggling to get there. The offensive lineman that's trying to block Kenny actually sandwiches Jaron Reed and kind of blocks him from going around the backside as he desperately tries to stop Kenny and is unable to. The thing that still annoys me, and Quay Walker does help with the tackle, but I'm giving him zero credit. Devondre, there's two linebackers. Devondre Campbell is all the way to the left. He is setting the edge. If he tries to bounce to the outside, he's there. There are one, two, three, four Packers there if he decides to try to go to the left. There is a giant hole. On one side is the running back. I think it's Brees Hall. On the other side is Quay. Quay does not move up to try to get him at all. He stands there just in case he gets free somewhere. So Kenny continues to try to push and push and push. Eventually, as Kenny tries to get to the running back, a hole opens. He tries to jump back to the other side. Kenny still ends up, is able to grab him. Quay is there to kind of just stop forward momentum because that's his entire job now is to stand there and just say, you can't go any further than where I'm standing. And so as he tries to fall forward into Quay territory, Quay's like, uh-uh, excuse me, and, and kind of helps tackle a little bit. I don't understand it. I don't understand. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. I'm not going to give him a bad whatever, but um, I just wish the guy would just go get the running back. Because he, he's had, he, 
he could be a freaking star. The number of opportunities in which everybody does such a good job, the defensive line does such a good job, that there is just a clear hole and nobody is touching them. This is what every linebacker wants. Don't, you know, keep me clean. Keep the offensive line off me. He's got a clean shot at the running back. Won't do it. He could, he could be making so many tackles in the backfield. He'd be all over ESPN and everything else about this young rookie linebacker just tearing it up. But instead, he stands there. And this is one of the few times that an offensive lineman doesn't even get to him because they can't because they're all just getting beat up right now. I mean, Quay literally has Savage almost stepping on his, on his heel. He doesn't need to be there just in case. He's not a safety. Let the safeties be the safety. Savage is standing on your shoe. Anything you're going to do right there just to make sure nobody gets... That, let Savage do it. And if Savage can't do it, Amos is about five, six, seven yards behind him. And he can close pretty fast. Just go get him, dude. You're not the safety. Makes me insane. But uh, Kenny is now officially added to the Four Good Play Club with Preston and Jair. Next play is a throwaway. It's primarily a coverage thing, but once again, even though the pressure didn't get there until 2.9 seconds, which is pretty, still pretty solid. It's sub three seconds. That's, that's pressure. Um, but you, you got coverage that's kind of causing it, but you still have guys that can get there. Again, we've seen it in the past where there's coverage down the field and the guy will sit there for five, six, seven seconds, and nobody, nobody's going to make... That ain't this defense. So he got the 2.9 and then had to bail. He didn't throw the ball away until 6.79. So obviously there's going to be a lot of coverage, and um, somebody at least somebody's going to get some credit for pass rush. Let's see if we can figure this out. Kind of feels like it's just a bad play call slash good play call from Joe Barry. It seems as though Zach Wilson really wants to take a shot, and so that would the, the credit would go to Stokes in that uh, regard because he's trying to go down that way. But by the time he breaks the pocket, Stokes has barely started moving. He's playing pretty deep, which usually we hate, but in this case, it works perfectly. So I, I'm not going to give, let me, let me rewatch. I don't think Stokes gets a ton of credit because he's kind of just standing there. Now I'll, I'll, I'll give it to him because they tried to, they tried to be confusing. Stokes is to the outside. The guy that he ends up covering isn't on the outside. Somebody goes in motion and runs a wheel run and shoots up the sideline and Stokes, he, he's kind of just jogging because we're talking about, you know, running back speed against freaking Eric Stokes. But hey, if you're fast, I'm not going to dock you for it. So I'll give Stokes credit for coverage. By the way, Stokes is now in the four good play club, which is awesome. Um, the pressure primarily was generated. I mean, everybody was kind of, I mean, Rashawn was about to get there, but uh, the, the thing that initially scared him out of the pocket was Kenny. I actually want to go back and look at one more thing. As he breaks the pocket, is somebody still getting coverage down the field? Kind of, but he fell, so we'll leave it at that. Kenny gets his, uh, his fifth now. He's catching up to Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> All right, so now it is third and nine. Zach Wilson and the Jets drop back to pass again, trying to go to Garrett Wilson. He's just staring him down completely. So this one's this one's plain and simple. He's, he's got time in the pocket. He's staring down Garrett Wilson. He tries to throw it. Granted, again, it's a bad ball, but I'm not going to take that away from Jair. He was the one in coverage. He's going to get the credit for it. That's what we wanted, right? You cover, Zach, you cover Garrett Wilson and erase him. That's what's happening. I should put like a different thing on here just so we can do first half, second half, but I won't. We'll just do the whole game. So Jair now with his fifth good play. So that's it. That was the first outing for the New York Jets. Three and out. Ended up getting one yard on that. Nothing super interesting on the punt. Razul Douglas did kind of murder a guy, but I don't know. We'll leave it alone. Play didn't go anywhere, so. All right, Packers ball. They do end up getting a first down, but that's about the end of it. They get one first down and end up having to punt. The very first play is a run play. Run play goes nowhere. And the reason is, once again, John Runyon. And, and again, it, it 
it looks really, really well blocked, but there's one more thing that has to happen. And I'm not going to sit here and say it looked easy, but they've got these double teams and John Runyon is on the inside and his job is to get up to the next level and stop the linebacker from shooting the gap. That's called shooting the gap, Quay Walker. Um, It's where you try to beat the guard from getting off his block. Before he can get off his block and wall you off, you're running through the hole and stopping Aaron Jones before he even gets to the hole. You're racing him to the hole. Believe it or not, it doesn't end in disaster for the linebacker for being aggressive and tackling our guy for zero gain before he even gets to the hole. Read and react, ladies and gentlemen. It's what every single linebacker in the NFL does except ours. And this time it was Quincy Williams, so another, a different linebacker now, still doing the same thing. So again, that was on John Runyon, his third of the day. And then we get our one token Josiah Doguara play, in which, by the way, he looks phenomenal. Looks smooth, looks sharp, catches the pass out in front of him, two hands, turns up the field, makes one guy miss, pushes through the tackle for a couple extra yards, and poof, vanished just like that. We never see him again. But Aaron Rodgers and Josiah Doguara get positives on that. But we've got ourselves in a very nice little third and one situation. We're going to give it up the middle to Aaron Jones, hoping desperately we can get a single yard. And we do. We get two, in fact. We double what we needed. Brilliant stuff. To be honest, it almost looks like they called a play that's designed to get about two yards. Cause <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I guess I'll give Josh Myers and John Runyon credit here. Not Bakhtiari, though. He was kind of bad. They each get their second positive of the day. Again, there's probably been a ton more because pretty much every pass should get some credit to the offensive line, but I'm not going to do that. That's too much. Next play is a run for seven yards, pitched to the outside. The real nice thing about this is we almost kind of use the Jets' aggressiveness against them. Again, they try to do that thing where they swim to the inside, which can be effective if you're just handing it off because they can be quick enough to grab you. But if you pitch it, you're giving yourself running a real easy job because you're jumping inside when he wants to block you inside. So that's, that's perfectly fine. Then to the outside, you've got Bakhtiari, Mercedes Lewis, and Alan Lazard. All of them did a fantastic job. David Bakhtiari is, I mean, his back is to where the running back lane is, so he did perfectly. Mercedes Lewis just gave a shot to a linebacker and just about killed him. And Lazard did his job, so Aaron Jones is free to run until a, uh, well, I think it's actually Quan Alexander, but I don't think there's a designated blocker for him, so he, he just ran until he ran into the first guy. And again, he picks up uh, seven yards on that. It's actually Mercedes Lewis's first positive of the day. Uh, David Bakhtiari's second, Lazard's third, and obviously we should give some love to Aaron Jones, his first of the day. But we're set up for a real nice second and three, and if you're wondering if we get a first down here, well, as I already said, no, we don't. Play call is absolutely perfect. They're going to have Jones and Dylan both run out into the flat, but to the left, you've got guys running essentially, well, I don't know exactly what the routes are because I have it paused, but they're deep. We're trying to draw people away, but they got a slot guy over there that stays kind of down where Aaron Jones is, but it doesn't matter because to the other side, you have Romeo Dobbs essentially drawing away the only person to that side. A.J. Dillon's going to run underneath that, and he has got nothing but green grass. He's going to pick up a lot, a lot of yards. The only person in position to make a tackle is the guy that Romeo Dobbs is essentially blocking downfield. Unless Dobbs gets blown up, this is going to go for a long, giant game. Unfortunately, Dillon drops it. Now, I will say, this does not seem like the best throw in the history of the world. It's kind of hard to tell. Um, trying to find, figure out which angle is best to kind of determine that. Neither of them are great. All 22 is kind of, you know, zoomed out. But ultimately, I, I think I'm just going to put it on Dylan because I'm not positive that that was a bad enough throw. But just it, it's just brutal because, first of all, we don't end up getting a first down on this drive. Second of all, that would have given us a first down on this drive. 
Third of all, it would have given us a lot more than just a first down. That's that's a minimum 10-yard gain on that play. Minimum. And I don't know why it wouldn't be more than that. A.J. Dillon gets his fourth negative mark of the day. Tied with Elton Jenkins, one behind Royce. Tied for third highest negative play rate behind Rodgers and Newman. So now, instead of first and 10, it's third and three. And what happens on third and three? He gets sacked. So here's kind of the weird thing about this play. I, I did my stopwatch. Rodgers broke the pocket at 2.17 seconds. That's not necessarily when pressure got there. Again, he he breaks the pocket early. Now, that maybe works to his advantage because rather than standing in there when nobody's open and taking a sack, you kind of break the pocket, you bleed out, you get a couple more seconds to try to do something cool. Generally, I don't like it, but in this case, nobody's open. The other negative is he thinks he's going to buy himself more time by breaking the pocket, and he doesn't because the second he breaks the pocket, somebody's right in his face, and still nobody's open. So, I mean, I guess it's worth a try, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. This, this, this is borderline Matt LaFleur's fault, because here's another question. At the 2.5 second mark, who's open? Maybe he's got someone going down the left sideline, but I really doubt it, because everybody's kind of given up on the play at this point, because they can see Rodgers is going. So Rodgers is going down at 2.5 seconds. So I, that has to be at least the offensive line for sure, because even though he broke the pocket early, that thing was, was going down. But bottom line is this play was doomed from the start. Not only did he not have any time to throw, but nobody was open. And I guess it's got to be on Elton and Royce. It's it's tough to say because everybody's doing a pretty good job, and it's like if Rodgers could just step up rather than trying to bail. The problem is, though, he bailed right at the time that somebody was stunting around the edge, which is a bad time to be doing that. But also the guy that's supposed to pick that up, Royce, just lets him run right past him, which is a recurring theme for this team right now. Now, again, if if Rodgers is just standing in the pocket, and, and there is still a pocket there, it's very small, but Elton does end up getting him around the corner, and the guy's stunting right into Rodgers, but again, move Rodgers back into the pocket, maybe Royce can turn around and block him in time. I, I, I think this thing's going to collapse, but I think he might have had one full second. Again, nobody's open. I don't think this play was ever going anywhere, but it's a case for if Rodgers stood in, as opposed to panicking and running, which is like his bread and butter. That's just... It's what he's learned to do. I've got maybe a half a second left, maybe a full second left in this pot. But if I break, I could buy myself like three seconds. Except in this case, again, somebody's stunting around the edge and he gets lit up. But I, I, I have to do Elton and Royce because Elton, you know, that's the guy that scared Roger. Royce is the guy that failed to pick up the, the guy stunting around the edge again. He probably never expected him to run that angle because why would anybody run over there? That's not where the quarterback is. Oh, oh, I see. But that's what I'm going to do. Because at the end of the day, it sure would be nice if he just had a, an actual clean pocket to stand in and try to make things work, and he didn't. So Royce is now tied with Aaron Rodgers for most negative plays. When you're tied with your quarterback, that sucks. Elton is just one behind. So anyways, now we got a punt. Again, I don't know. He does get 11 yards on. It's probably Keyshawn Nixon's fault. I, I just He does such a good job of getting down there. He just missed the tackle, which I guess, I guess you kind of have to give him negative for that. Because when you gain 11 yards and you end up at about the 20, where are they at? They're at the 26-yard line. That means he caught it at the 15, and you had an opportunity to tackle him there. I think I have to. That's a big play opportunity for you there, man. Anyways, the Jets don't have the ball for very long, not because they end up punting. It is a four-play, well, touchdown drive. Starts off with a run, and then they just, well, just, uh, it's, it's, it's decimation time. But great play by Kingsley and Kenny Clark essentially blew that play up. Jaron Reed gets blown straight back, but the gap that is created there 
is compressed by number one, Kenny Clark, just kind of kind of more or less holding his ground really well, but also kind of squeezing inside. But Kingsley takes that that tackle and pushes him all the way into Kenny, who is the right defensive tackle from the left side. So he pushes him a good two spots over, and they end up just sandwiching the the running back. Kingsley also actually is able to disengage and still like make a tackle there. Um, that's really impressive. We'll give Kenny another positive on that. He's up to, what, six now? But here's where things go very wrong. Starts off with a quick slant to uh, Corey Davis. That was against Jair Alexander. So got to dock Jair for giving up 11 yards on second and eight. That's his first negative. Really can't blame Joe Barry on it either for playing soft, even though at first he kind of say, well, he's not exactly pressed up. He's not soft. And by the time he makes his cut, they're two yards away. But Jair's on his heels, so he doesn't really have the ability to kind of, you know, attack the way he needs to. After that is a 41-yard pass, again to Corey Davis. And this time, Stokes just got absolutely juked out by an out-and-up. Corey Davis sprints to the sideline. Stokes is like, oh, shoot, I better get up and jump that. As he's doing that, Davis sprints up the sideline. Stokes can't catch up. Quarterback throws a good enough ball for him to get there, but um, yeah, that was brutal. It's worth noting, Eric Stokes and Jair Alexander don't have a single negative note the entire game. Not one. Stokes has four positive plays. Um, Jair has five positive plays. Not one of them has a negative play. Back to back, you see Jair mess up and Stokes mess up. Again, I'm not just trying to make excuses for the defense. They shouldn't be excuses. You got to play better. But how many times did I see the defense go out there and say, the dam's going to break? At some point, it has to break. You can't keep a team to three points and no first downs the entire game. You just can't do it. It's going to blow open at some point. It has to. And I'm, I'm primarily screaming that at the offense. You got to do something because eventually it's going to, and it did. Especially when the offense does nothing, you start to, you know, you're not only just tired, but you're discouraged and you're kind of falling asleep a little bit, I guess. Again, maybe you shouldn't give them excuses, but I, I can't help it. The offense has been so bad. I don't know how you couldn't get a little discouraged as a defense. But it's not over there because they are apparently entirely discouraged at this point, basically just giving up. Because after giving up two pretty big plays, an 11-yard pass to Corey Davis and then a 41-yard pass to Corey Davis, they are going to have wide receiver Braxton Berrios run around the outside. It is officially a 20-yard touchdown, but he takes this thing at the 26-yard line. So first guy off, first guy there to set the edge is Jair Alexander. He does his job. He takes on a blocker, the tight end, forces him back inside. Unfortunately, nobody's there on the inside. Dean Lowry is the closest to him at the time, which is usually not a great sign. I'm just going to say, I haven't wa- I'm just I'm just watching it from the offense's perspective. I haven't really watched our guys, but generally this is where a linebacker would come in. Quay Walker, I can see is being blocked down the field. He's also the furthest down the field aside from Adrian Amos. Again, he thinks he's a safety. He is at the 9-yard line. The wide receiver is at the 24-yard line. And he's midfield and Braxton Berrios is, you know, toward the sideline. Devondre Campbell is all the way on the other side of the field. Stokes is also just being blocked. He's closer, but he's he's being blocked right now. So Dean is our only hope, aside from Amos, who is at about the six-yard line, midfield. Go figure, Dean doesn't have the speed to not only break a tackle, but then run and catch a running back. And so now you have Quay Walker, who got around his guy and is at the 10-yard line, wide receivers at the 20, and Amos, who's, who's falling backward, deciding to retreat a little bit and rather than attacking forward. Oh, and that is just the worst thing I've ever seen from Adrian Amos. That that is the worst play I've ever seen from him ever. That is horrific. I don't know. I don't know how you can try to be a big bad defense and and be so soft. 
I don't understand it. I don't mean soft coverage in terms of you're playing far away from the wide receiver. I just mean lacking the desire for physicality. And we've seen Amos do it. But he's running away from the guy. At this point, that does no good because you're at the five-yard line. But then he throws the most half-hearted, like, I'm going to kind of try to throw my shoulder at him, and he just completely whiffs. But the reason Quay is so far out of position is because he bites on the play action, and he bites on it so hard that he almost hits the running back. Like, he's squared up on him. The running back's taking like two steps at this point. Quay squares up like, all right, I'm going to get this guy. Dude, he doesn't have the ball. And so it, it's just, it was such a mess to begin with that the offensive line was able to push so far down the field that you almost had to run all the way around the pile of guys to get to where the running back was and then run all the way back around the other side to get back to where now the wide receiver is. And that would be Devontae Wyatt and TJ Slayton, who pretty much just got pushed straight back. Slayton's trying to do like a cool spin move around to where the running back is, but again, that ain't who has the ball. I don't know. I, I the, the, it's just it's it's a team thing. I, I I don't know how many people to put on here. Nobody saw the wide receiver. You know, nobody saw it. Nobody saw it. Nobody's calling it. I mean, shouldn't Eric Stokes be yelling something? His guy just sprinted to the other side. Shouldn't he be communicating? Hey, he's coming. Kingsley Enigbare is on the other side of the field. He's not trying to set an edge. Why? Because he doesn't know there's a wide receiver coming. Why? Isn't there a call? Shouldn't you be yelling something? Hey, watch out. Everybody's just kind of finding out on their own. So I don't know. I, I really don't know who to put that on. It's, it's the entire defense just fell for it. I'm just going to leave it alone. It's hard to not dock anybody on a 20-yard play, but I mean, I can't dock Dean. I can't dock a defensive tackle. It's a, it's a wide receiver trying to get around the outside. It has to be a linebacker, but I have a hard time picking on Quay. Because you can't just say, well, I'm not going to pay attention to the running back. So he ends up right in that gap where the running back would be. And he's not able to get back to the outside. He has to run around this massive scrum of defensive tackles. And now Savage is in this pile. Devondre Campbell is the left linebacker. So he's further away from it. So it's obviously not on him. Jair, as far as I can tell, did his job. There's just nobody there to help. The only one for sure that is getting a negative would be Adrian Amos. Here's the other thing that annoys me about because when you look at it from this angle, you got a guy charging at you, so you're kind of scared. And I don't mean scared of contact. I just mean you're scared because you need to be the one that makes a tackle, and you can't tackle him if, if you got a big offensive lineman blocking for you, which is embarrassing that he still has a lead blocker at the 10-yard line. But Quay Walker is to his left. So why don't you just attack, try to blow it up as best you can, and have Quay come in and try to clean it up? Because running away from this is doing nothing, trying to slow it down. And the offensive lineman decides he's going to go after Quay. Jair is inches away at this point. Just run at him and force him to slow down. Maybe Jair will blow him up from behind. You can stop him at about the five-yard line. You got another shot here. Amos backs up to the one-yard line, and all he does is slide, like does a baseball slide and just completely win. He doesn't even get a finger on him. So this is, this is it's not all Amos's fault, but he is the one guy that clearly just, what are you doing? But anyways, our turn. Yay. Can't wait for this goodness. And actually, it is something good. Keyshawn Nixon firing out like a cannon. I, this guy has to be our kick returner from now on. This is the best kick return I've seen in five years. He only got to the 30, but I'm standing by that statement. I, I have not seen a kick return that good. Just in terms of decisiveness, I mean, he almost looked like Aaron Jones. You know, where it's like he, he just keeps moving forward. And, you know, just like a video game with like the joystick, you kind of go side to side as needed. But you're always just moving forward and at a really high rate, given Nixon his second positive of the day. He has more positive plays than A.J. Dillon right now. <laughs> Keyshawn Nixon does. Anyways, we got more disaster incoming. We get one first down and then the block for a touchdown thing, and that's when, obviously, everything just completely... I mean, everything unraveled the last drive, but... Anyways, it started off with an incomplete pass. Does he have anybody open? Yes. 
Maybe the timing isn't what he liked, but Amari Rodgers is open. He's not looking in that direction. I think he already gave up on Amari. That, that's the thing that sucks that I've seen several times. And, and, and again, I understand it's a timing thing. But he's looking at Amari first. Amari has not come out of his break. So he gives up on Amari. He looks somewhere else. Then Amari comes open. The guy he's looking at now, not open. He's also got pressure, so he's starting to kind of dance around and freak out a little bit. He goes back to uh, his, I think, second read, which is Romeo. Romeo's got his hand up in the air. Hey, throw it, throw it. Not sure if he necessarily could have. Probably if he just sat in that zone, he could have. But Rodgers doesn't want to throw it because there's somebody coming. He avoids a sack by throwing it at our offensive lineman's feet, which somehow isn't a a penalty. I don't know how that happened. I guess because he's going down, they just gave him the benefit of the doubt. Using the old stopwatch, um, Elton Jenkins is the one that kind of allows the pressure to get there first. Uh, Rodgers actually, after looking at it again, does a pretty decent job. All he does is kind of shift his feet where he is, just kind of has to move off his spot a little bit. But that was at 2.1 seconds. Elton Jenkins allows the guy. I mean, it's, he pretty much allows him inside immediately. But it was 2.1 seconds before Rodgers has to move off his spot, get reset. And again, he's got two guys open. So it's frustrating that he's he chooses not to throw to Romeo Dobbs. Maybe that's a good decision. I don't know. I don't think it is. I think he could squeeze it in there. Chooses not to because the guy's doubling back and Elton Jenkins is about to fall on his face. But he also has uh, Amari open. So I have to dock Rodgers on this, but it's primarily Elton Jenkins' fault. Next play, we actually get our first really nice run. It's a 19-yard run by A.J. Dillon. Go figure. They decide, let's just run way off to the left side. Let's just, let's just get rid of all the problems of all of our offensive linemen and rely on David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, and Alan Lazard moving forward because I don't trust anybody else. And actually, hilariously, the play is lined up with David and then two tight ends. So they've extended the offensive line out two extra guys and run it out that way. However, they, they do have pullers, so I guess we're still relying on uh, Myers and, and Runyon here. And you know what? They do a great job. They do a great job just being essentially um, wrecking balls. They didn't really block anybody. They just obliterated people. Like, there's a dude and just frog splashed him right in the face. It was, it was a, it's a pretty play, man. And Dylan does a great job nav- navigating traffic. So, all right, so we got Dylan. Bakhtiari does a great job just blowing a guy up to the inside, so he's out of the way. Mercedes Lewis does the same thing. So the guys on the, the, the tight ends, the guys on the outside, just push everybody real hard to the inside. The linebackers that are coming around the edge, let the offensive linemen go blow them up. Tunyon actually fails on the play, which stinks, and it probably would have been a bigger play because 71, Josh Myers has to take him on instead of the guy he's supposed to take on. Fortunately for Josh Myers, he ends up essentially running into the guy that Myers is supposed to block. So what does Myers do? He just frog splashes, just like dives at both of them and takes them both out. And I tell you what, as much as I want to give Runyon credit, I can't. He missed his block and then grabbed the guy and held him for dear life, which we're fortunate that that also wasn't brought back. So uh, Josh Myers was kind of player of the day on that one. Took out two guys at once. (laughs) But Mercedes Lewis, David Bakhtiari, AJ Dillon, and Josh Myers on that. Dillon just getting his second positive play of the day. First and 10, what do we do? We give it right back to A.J. Dill. Do we go back out the outside? Nope, we're going back up the middle. Does it work? Nope, two yards. And it's uh, Bakhtiari and Runyon. There, there's a clear hole for him. Again, they, they've been running this with him all day long. I don't know what you call it, but you've got two double teams taking place. This is what they, they must have game planned this from day one. This is what we're going to do, especially with A.J. Dill. This is our new thing. We're going to double team. That's good. You run between the double team, and then we're going to let those guys get up to the next level. The problem is, the left side double team of David Bakhtiari and John Runyon got pushed all the way into the right side double team. So there's no hole there anymore. They couldn't hold it. So we're not even worried about 
uh, Runyon not being able to get up to the next level, there is no next level because the hole just collapsed. So Dylan does his best to just kind of run behind those two guys and pick up what he can, which is two yards. So after that beautiful play, we're at second and eight. We're at the 50-yard line. We're still in this thing. We're doing all right. See if we can pick up four or five yards here. Instead, nope, we're going to go deep. And one of the things that that drives me the craziest, and and again, this is kind of a a Matt LaFleur issue. I don't mean he's a a problem. I just mean I don't like when these plays happen, and Matt LaFleur is the one that called the play. But when we're running deep plays and they're standing 10, 15 yards off, by the time Rodgers gets to the top of his drop, our wide receiver hasn't even gotten to where the corner is yet. That play is so dead from the moment it started. And again, they're, they're playing off. They're like, all right, just take your five, six yards. We're like, no, we're going to get behind you. And they're like, no, you're not. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get behind you for sure. Bro, just just take the five yards. Nope, not doing it. Tired of playing your games. I mean, Sauce Gardner bails eight yards away, standing right at the sticks. But Romeo Dobbs ends up trying to come back. This is the play we keep seeing on Twitter. If you've seen it, we're, you know, hyping up Sauce Gardner doing such a great job. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, he broke up the pass, but it was a half-hearted effort by Romeo to come back, and Rodgers' ball placement was terrible. If you notice, Rodgers or Dobbs is running at one angle, and then he has to contort his body and try to catch it at a different area. If Rodgers threw it where Dobbs was running, we might have been able to catch it. Also, there's green grass. Lazard is running right through it with his arm waved in the air saying, throw me the ball, throw me the ball, and he doesn't. He decides to throw to Dobbs. You know, we're, we're almost getting into he's staring down Dobbs' territory. I've noticed that a lot. I know he likes to throw those heave-ho balls to Lazard on one-on-one opportunities, but I would say more often than any other wide receiver, if he's trying to force something to anyone, it's probably more often than not Dobbs. He had Lazard. I don't know what else to say. Maybe he was a little impatient and threw it, you know, because it was kind of simultaneous by the time Lazard came through, but it, it, it's also kind of intuitive because there's, they've cleared out a, a wide-open patch of grass, and Lazard is going to be running in that direction. So if he just kind of comes and does a little faster he'll be there but um i don't know whatever i'm just gonna put it on matt lafleur i mean we're probably four and a half seconds into this when lazard comes open i'm not gonna blame rogers for this so now it's third and eight and just like the uh 2018 green bay packers we're calling up the third down sack play it's scary how similar this is to the 2018 packers this is exactly what they started doing when things started to, to get bad they'd get to about midfield between the 40 and the 50 third and long they'd dial up a real deep shot and he would end up getting sacked. This was this is textbook 2018 Packers. Pressure got through in two seconds. 2.05 seconds. We'll attribute the 0.5 to a slow finger. It was two seconds. And the worst part again, Amari came free. Wasn't wide open, but it's, it's a simple out route. It's all about timing. Rodgers fits that ball in there nicely. Very good chance Amari can turn it. If it's a good enough ball, can turn it up and get it close enough. If nothing else, he's one yard short. And they probably go for it at the 42-yard line. But... At the moment I have it freeze-framed where Amari comes free, Rodgers is already running for his life. I believe this is ultimately Royce's fault, but it's, I don't know. He squeezes right between Josh Myers and Royce. And I know they're kind of running a little bit of a stunt, so Josh Myers has to come off of that guy and go around the other side, and he does. So Royce needs to be the one to stand in there and take him. But there's also another guy that comes around and just, I don't know. I mean, it's Royce's fault, but that was a weird freaking play. They had three guys trying to get through one gap. And then one of them loops around the other way. But yeah, that's a that's a Royce deal. Congratulations. Thank you, Royce, for your contribution to society. Royce once again ties up with Aaron Rodgers at seven mistakes on the day. Rodgers with seven. Elton Jenkins with six. The next highest is four. And only one guy has four, and that's A.J. Dillon. Only one has three, and that's Mercedes Lewis. The rest, two and one. 
just to show how wide of a gap there is. Then we get the punt, which was Isaiah McDuffie's fault. It's hard not to a little bit blame Dallin Levitt for not just picking up the guy that's running through, but apparently, according to assignments, this is Isaiah McDuffie, so I'm just going to lay the blame at his feet. Another kickoff that ends up being a touchback. Packers get the ball. Yay. Can't wait. First play is a three-yard run. I don't know what the guys on the right side of the line are doing. That was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I mean, they end up blocking the guy, so I'm just going to leave it, but I, I don't know. It's just, it's just so ugly. It's so bad. It says three-yard game, but it's second and eight. You figure it out. Next pass, five yards to Aaron Jones. Again, the play calling is is awful. And it's not, it's not hey, you called a play that's stupid. It's just, again, it's, it's, a, it's a matchup between the play we call and the play they call. They call the exact right play. We call the exact wrong play. And again, this reminds me of 2018 where it's like, here's where the DBs are standing. Your job is to run up to them, stop, and turn around. And then stand there and go, hey, you want to throw it to me? I'm, I, I mean, I got my buddy here, but this is, it's really freaking me out how much they, they are turning into the 2018 Packers when things go wrong. But yeah, they're, they're just playing zone. Maybe it's man, I don't know, but they're, they're just standing there. It's hard to tell if it's zone or man because we don't actually move laterally or anything. So they're just standing at certain depths and our guys run up to them and run these little four curls. And then Aaron Jones runs one and just has enough separation for Rodgers to trust it and throw to him and get five yards. But I don't know. I'm not giving any positives or negatives on that. I should dock Matt, but hey, we picked up five yards. But I'm also not giving any credit. Nobody did anything. Actually, I take that back. Aaron Jones picked up a lot of extra yards on nothing, so I'm going to give him some credit. Next play is an incomplete pass to Alan Lazard. We get aided by uh, unnecessary roughness penalty, which is the only thing that keeps this drive alive is the penalties. Thanks to that, we get a fresh set of downs. We run it again to A.J. Dillon, this time for one yard. Once again, this is a complete cluster. I don't know what's going on. I don't know where Josh Myers is going. If that's where he's supposed to go, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. This this play design is so stupid. I mean, I'm, I'm sure if it, if it works, it, it looks nice, but I have no idea how this is supposed to work. Really seems to me that Josh Myers should have blocked that linebacker that's just standing there, but instead he's like, nope, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just navigate the way this way. You follow me, and then we'll we'll make something special happen up here. I'll find some guy to block way on the outside. Nobody touched the linebacker. And I and I, I don't think it's Josh Myers' fault. I think he's doing what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to run behind David Bakhtiari, get into the outside in space. Who the heck is supposed to get this linebacker? Can't be Royce, because he just does a little cut block thing where he falls on his face to break that up. There's no way Elton's getting to that end. He's getting the second linebacker. Who's getting the guy? Who's getting the play side linebacker? Who's supposed to do that? I wonder if it's Mercedes Lewis, and he goes and gets the wrong guy, because Runyon seems to want to go out there and get the, the little guy on the end. I don't know. I have no idea. This play sucks. Somebody didn't do the right thing, and I don't know who it is. I have to assume it's Mercedes Lewis. I don't know who else is supposed to get that guy. That's either Lewis or Josh Myers that got the wrong guy. I don't know, but I can't dock somebody without knowing for sure what was supposed to happen. It was so bad, I can't even tell what that was supposed to be. Oh my god, this is getting so bad. The next play is, is a pass to A.J. Dillon, but here's, here's the issue. Let me describe this disaster that is happening right now. This is unraveling so, so bad. So Dillon is running out into the flat. So is Mercedes Lewis. Maybe Dillon is just getting too much depth. I don't know. But Dillon is running directly into Mercedes Lewis right now. They are on top of each other. I, I'm, I'm assuming that's, that's on Dillon for getting way too much depth because he's sprinting right toward Mercedes Lewis. Once again, I see Alan Lazard running down the field with his hand up in the air. Hey, throw it. Once again, he can't because there's pressure. Pressure was 2.41 seconds. You know, I don't know. Did he have an opportunity to throw it? Yes, he did, and he should have. I've got a freeze frame. Again, I won't, I won't dare post it on Twitter because if you show a screenshot, that's 
that is sin incarnate. But yeah, he's he's got an open window there for Lazard with a clean pocket. So Dylan messed up for sure. Uh, Rogers messed up for not pulling the trigger and throwing the ball. And then the offensive line messed up. Although I can't really dock Rogers because he ends up breaking the pocket and making a great throw to Dylan, who probably shouldn't have even been standing there. I don't know. So I don't know what to do. Plus, Dylan caught it. You just call it a wash across the board. I guess I should dock the offensive line. And once again, it's Elton Jenkins. So great. Jenkins is now officially tied with Royce Newman and Aaron Rodgers for seven bad plays on the day. And, and when I say bad plays, remember, I'm talking about the play was bad because it's your fault. Not just you happened to do a bad thing off to the side, but it was inconsequential. There's probably plenty of those. I'm talking about this play didn't work because of you. Now, again, well, the play did work. We got five yards. Yeah, but he also didn't throw it to Alan Lazard for probably a 15-yard gain. So third and two, what do we do? Obviously, we pass it. Does he catch it? Of course not. <laughs> it's just, this is so embarrassing. The throw is just like sailing in a weird spot. Dylan's doing this like contorted backwards spin trying to catch the ball. But don't worry, another penalty is going to save us and allow us to continue down the field, even though we should have punted twice at this point. Why was it such a bad throw? Because Rodgers is being hit as he throws the ball. Why has that happened? Because Josh Myers doesn't know how to pick up a stunt. Guy stunts around the inside. Josh Myers doesn't see him, doesn't pick him up. Next play, screen to Aaron Jones, because, hey, that's about the only thing we can do at this point. Goes for 14 yards, which is glorious. John Runyon doesn't do a great job, but it's a good enough job. So since the guy didn't make a tackle, I'm going to give him credit because he needs it at this point. Also, Romeo Dobbs doing a great job blocking down the field. Going to give Aaron Jones some love. Romeo gets his third. I don't think I'm going to do Rodgers because that's, I mean, that's a glorified handoff. Probably just won't. And then finally, we get the 25-yard touchdown pass back shoulder throw to Alan Lazar. And would you believe me if I told you that Rodgers got hit? at 2.15 seconds. That also goes to show how quickly you can throw deep down the field. You don't need four seconds to throw a deep shot. He threw the ball in two seconds. It's a 25-yard back shoulder throw. So we're talking, you could probably get 30 yards in two seconds. He gets the ball out of his hand in 2.15 seconds, gets hit as he throws. Somebody's getting docked for this. I don't care. That's BS. Freaking tired of it. But Lazard and Rodgers, fantastically, uh, well, well, fantastically, gloriously done. Rodgers now the first to nine positive plays. Let's go find out who the heck jacked up that play to uh, Lazard. That was Runyon. Disappointing. Guy's a really good pass blocker, but that was just... He just got beat 2.15 seconds. Rodgers got hit. I know I'm not supposed to dock on positive plays, but I don't care. That's stupid. Then we had the third uh, special teams play that really annoyed me, and that is... And again, we're in full collapse mode, so it makes perfect sense, but we're kicking from the 50-yard line because of a penalty. Mason does a great job. He kicks this thing way up in the air to give our guys time to get down the field. He gets it at the five-yard line. So he's way back there, and we should have plenty of time to get down there. We get to him at the 15-yard line, which seems like we should have been there sooner, but that's when that's when we meet. Unfortunately, everybody sucks, and he gets to almost the 35-yard line. And honestly, I think that's primarily Dallin Levitt's fault. He's trying to be too cute. He's trying to get around people by, like, jumping way around to the left, and, of course, he runs right to his right. If you'd have just stood in there, I'm sure there's other guys but Levitt is the first one that comes to mind that really jacked that up, so I'm just going to blame him for this because somebody needs to be blamed. Anyways, final series before um, the fourth quarter. We're taking way too long. Should have been done with this 10 minutes ago. We'll try to go a lot faster. Brees Hall, one-yard gain. Why? Because somebody flies up and fills the gap. Was it a linebacker? Nope, it was Razul Douglas. <laughs> I don't get it, man. But I'm still happy, so Razul gets credit. I swear, I, 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 I think the Jets are reading our mind here. The first time I've ever seen Quay be aggressive, and I think they just brought him on a blitz. 
And he ran and basically met the running back. But they're not doing that. They're running a screen to the other side. We all bite real, real hard on it. And again, I have no idea who even to blame. It's just, it's just the wrong call at the wrong time. We blitz a linebacker as they run a screen. I mean, I guess Joe Barry, but I don't know. I'm just leaving it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it would do. Who, who could have blo- stopped this play? Nobody. Nobody could have stopped this play. The only thing is if they don't try to pass rush and just are like, it's probably a screen. Let's just hang out. I don't know. I'm skipping it. Which again should mean Joe Barry, but whatever. I, I don't know. Next play is a run to the outside, gets completely blown up, so that's good. Primarily Rashawn Gary that does that. He does everything but secure the tackle, but he still, he, he blows up his guy, gets into the backfield, gets a hand on, nearly brings him down, and then you got Jaron Reed in there trying to help get an additional paw on him. They eventually drag him down, but that's all Rashawn. Surprisingly, only his third positive of the day. He was kind of blowing it up for a while, but uh, it's been real quiet. But that was a big play. Play action pass to a wide open receiver in the middle of the field. Clearly a miscommunication there as we have two defenders on one and nobody in the middle. I have to assume that's Stokes. Jair's trying to communicate to Stokes something. And I'm guessing Stokes got the impression that that means he was supposed to be responsible for this, but Jair was in man coverage on the guy. So Jair's in man coverage on a guy that Stokes is also covering, and so the guy comes across the middle just completely free. I'm sure you remember the call I'm talking about. But Jair is literally following him across the formation. So I don't know, but he's in man, he stays in man. I'm going to put it on Stokes. Maybe Jair was not supposed to continue with it. I don't know. I don't think you break off a man. If it's that easy, they would do it all the time just to get Jair out of man. So I'm putting that on Stokes. And again, the team has not had any negatives, or the you know the secondary really has not had any negatives. Suddenly Stokes has got two, and Jair has one in the last two drives. They run some fake pitch handoff back behind. Again, we're just confused. Now they're running all these trick plays, and we're so sloppy right now that it's all just working, and it's working spectacularly. We over-pursue everything. They're taking advantage of that, and I'm not even complaining about over-pursuing. We're very aggressive, and I like that, and the Jets are like, fine, if you want to be aggressive, we're going to take advantage. We're going to make you run past all the guys that are going to get the ball. But this was a 34-yard handoff up the middle for a touchdown. So we got a lot of docking to do. But again, the one thing I give them a hard time for would have been beneficial here. Um, Quay Walker kind of, is that Quay or is that? No, that's Garvin. So Garvin for sure is going to get a negative because at some po- on some level, there still has to be some integrity. You know what I mean? I understand you want to make a play, but you can't just sprint to the other side of the field because you think it's a handoff to that side. That's what Garvin does. So he's, he's going way down the field trying to make a play where he doesn't need to be. He needs to be on the backside continuing to worry about his, his own edge. Razul Douglas ends up being the guy that, sends, that, that ends up setting the edge. They're actually running to the outside of Garvin because he's way too far inside. But guess who's there with a great opportunity to make a play? Quay Walker. Quay Walker being Mr. And th- this is the part that bothers me because Quay puts himself in good positions by being hesitant. Fine. Now make the play. Right? You're, you're, you're waiting. You're not sure. They're running a trick. Everybody bit except you because you're hesitant. You don't over-pursue Jack Squat. You just stand there. And sure enough, but now you've got a blocker and that blocker doesn't even see you yet. Go get him. You have to go get him. You cannot just stand there. Well, Quay, for some reason, massively over-pursues. I mean, he could have easily blown this up, man. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't just misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you. Us Days at U.S. Cellular, exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Terms apply. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I mean, as I'm looking at it from that spot, and I should have remembered this play specifically with Quay overrunning it, but I'm thinking that offensive lineman might have the opportunity to turn up. He doesn't. He can't stop his momentum. He flies into Razul Douglas, who's already blocked. Quay has a free and open shot to to try to stop this guy, and he runs right past him. So Quay, again, with another negative. This one's brutal. He was the first line of defense. Again, Garvin wasn't great. He's going to get docked, but Quay's the guy. That's what you're there for. That is your entire job as a linebacker. It's only his third official X, although he's annoyed me on every single play. Again, I'm going to dock Amos. I don't know what this dude is doing, man. He, he's the Quay Walker of the backfield. He's doing the same thing with this hesitation stuff. He's running with a wide receiver across the field as he stares at the running back who is 10 yards past the line of scrimmage. I don't think it's going to be a pass play, dude. I think we're safe. You can let him run right past you. Go ahead. Then you got this funny thing where Stokes and Amos are both running the wrong way and trying to desperately turn around and run the other direction. At least Stokes has an excuse because he was trying to cover a guy. He didn't realize it was a run play until late. Amos saw it the whole time. He was staring at it the whole time. He's so unbelievably far out of position to stop this play, which, you know, Amos, this is your whole deal. You see the guy there, go make a play. He's, he's 10 yards out of position. Then you got Devondre Campbell catches him from behind at the 10-yard line, and he scores a touchdown. Our linebacker, our elite tackling linebacker, caught a 195-pound running back. I don't know if that's what he is, but he looks tiny. 10 yards short, and he scored a touchdown on this play. So, Garvin, Quay, Amos, Devondre. Well done, boys. Anyways, we got another touchback. Packers are back on the field, about to make some stuff happen, man. We're moving now. Another quick pass to Tunyon. Again, kind of just taking what the defense gives you. I'll give him credit for it. Second and five, Aaron Jones with some hard running. I think he's just shy of the first down mark. Let me double check on that. Yep, it's going to bring up third and one. It's hard to say the play failed, but... The play failed to execute because of Royce Newman. And again, it's it's a tough thing as far as trying to get up to that next level. Why? I mean, it's not tough when you play the Packers, but the linebackers start running immediately in the direction of the offensive line. And so Royce trying to race a linebacker and get up there is not going to happen. I mean, it, it can, but it didn't. And so uh, I feel bad docking him, but I think I have to. He didn't do his job. You know what? I lied. It's not even a linebacker. I thought it was. It's a defensive tackle. He's 100% getting docked on that. Dang it, dude. The thing that sucks, well, I don't know. Royce, yeah, that's bad. He was so far out in front of him when I saw it, I thought that was a linebacker. Nope, that was the defensive tackle right in front of his face. Royce Newman has overtaken the lead, by the way, with eight bad plays. He is now number one on the team. But I am going to give Aaron Jones some credit because, again, the play completely broke down. He still found a way to squeak forward and get a bunch of yards. So they run play action on third and one. They decide to pass, throw play action. Got Lazard semi-open. Should be open enough for Rodgers to hit him. Rodgers throws it behind him. Lazard can't hang on because the defender rakes the ball out of his arms. So I I, I can blame Lazard, but I think I'm just going to put that on Rodgers. Put it out and away from him. He's going to catch that. So I'm going to I'm gonna give Lazard a break on that and just put that on Rodgers. Rodgers doesn't like Royce having the lead in this category. Fourth and one, we're going to run the ball. You probably recall Aaron Jones slipping and falling and nearly coming up short. That's a weird play. I don't know if I understand what they're trying to do. It seems like they're almost just trying to compress the pile so that he can just either bounce it to the outside or to the inside, just to get that one yard. 
which again, you know, I, it seems like they are calling some on short yardage things, just some short yardage plays, but it's very weird. But anyways, we get a first down, first play on first down. We decide to take a shot to Alan Lazard, just completely overthrows him. You know, Lazard is kind of upset, throwing his hands up like this dude's all over me, which maybe is the case to slow him down. But the bottom line is whatever. Ball was nowhere near where Lazard was. Come right back and throw a quick pass to Alan Lazard to the boundary. It's completed. Pass is kind of low and whatever, but who cares? Lazard and Rodgers. It's going to bring up third down, but a real nice pass to uh, Robert Tunyon. Pick up eight yards on that play. Next play is to Amari for 14 yards. I'll tell you what, man. I, I remember last year watching his few times running route and just thinking how how good he looks. And may, maybe I'm wrong. I'm not a talent scout or anything like that, but I, I just remember watching him like, dude, that dude is... Uh, He's kind of cooking. He kind of reminds me of Randall a little bit where he's, he's got that like speedy element. Maybe it's just, I, mean, I don't think he's short, but I know like shorter guys, they got like shorter steps. So it looks like they're moving faster, but he's gliding out there. Some of these other guys, it kind of looks like they're kind of thinking and they're not really sure what they're doing. He does a beautiful job of, you know, getting behind the guys, running a great route. He's got some good speed. I, I like Amari. I don't know. I, I can't, I mean, I, I kind of gave up when the, when the Packers gave up on him. And I know everybody hated him as a special teamer and thought he was useless as a wide receiver, although, we, again, we still have never really seen him do it. But every time I've seen him running routes and whatnot, it's very similar to that kickoff by Keyshawn Nixon where you look at it and go, oh, that's what's possible. That looks good. I can't put it into words, but it, it just looks better than everybody else who's kind of plodding around out there. This dude's on a mission. So 14 yards, Rodgers to Amari. Physical, too. I mean, we know he's kind of a bigger guy like A.J. Dillon is, but Dillon, you watch, and it's like he doesn't really use his physicality as much as you'd like. He lowered the shoulder on Sauce Gardner and about killed him. In fact, that was the play that Sauce got pulled. They forced him off the field and like, no, nah, we got we to gotta take a look at you, man. He's struggling to get up right now. He's a little pit bull, man. I, I don't know. I know I'm the only guy, and I know I'm probably wrong, but I'm, I'm, he was forced to the sideline with Randall Cobb, and now that Randall Cobb's out, he's going to be presumably pushed into that role. I'm kind of interested to see how that goes. Obviously, that's going to depend on Rodgers wanting to throw to him. Even here, he looked hesitant. The guy's wide open. He's like, oh, I guess. I mean, you are open and all. Next play, takes his time, but eventually decides to check it down to A.J. Dillon. One of those where I'm not sure I want to give anybody any credit. It's a check down pass. Took him too long to throw it there, and Dillon kind of slipped and fell and didn't really get any extra yards, even though he caught it. So I'm just going to call that even. Then we got the short pass to Juwan Winfrey, which doesn't really do anything. He has time. Nobody gets open. He breaks the pocket. Nobody's able to get open as he's scrambling. So yeah, he throws to the only guy that's there. I don't know. Should I give Matt LaFleur another another negative? I guess I have to. I mean, I guess I could blame the wide receivers for not being able to get open. I'm just going to leave it because I don't know. But it's, 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 it, it, at least it's rare. This is what, the second, maybe third time where I've said, I don't know. I don't know what you could have done. Nobody's getting open. Maybe, the, I think it's the second time all game. So I don't think that's a major issue. But then we get a delay of game on Aaron Rodgers. So I'll go ahead and dock him for that. Then we decide to come back again for another deep shot to Alan Lazard, this time into double coverage that doesn't get caught. And this really is like three vert, which is crazy. Because again, 2018 Packers, man, just send everybody. Granted, it's second and 22, but there were a couple underneath underneath options and they were open. You weren't going to get much. You maybe get five, six, seven yards, which sucks. But at least you don't have to throw into double coverage to Lazard, who is not open. So I'm not going to put anything down for anybody because it's second and 22. I'm not going to call that a bad play call because you got to do something. I'm not going to put that on Lazard, and I probably won't put it on Rodgers either because what else is he going to do? Check it down and maybe get a yard. Aaron Jones would have been five yards short of where they, I don't know, I'm leaving it. All the problems lead up to what brought us to second and 22. That's the problem. What's better than second and 22? Third and 22. And this time, he does check it down to Tunyon for the eight yards. If we had done that last time, 
be looking at like a second and 14-ish instead of, you know, third or third and 14. But again, I have a hard time giving anybody credit for that because the defense conceded it. Rodgers threw a nice easy pass to a guy standing still and Tunyon caught it and basically went down. So we're going to skip it. So fourth and 14 now. And it's just, I don't know, it's just ugly. Again, this, this, is, this is one of those situations where I think he had Tunyon. I don't know for sure he gets a, but Tunyon runs a great route. And what by great route, I mean, he's violent. He runs right into the guy, pushes into him hard, spins off of it and comes open. Rodgers, I'm not going to say he's under pressure, but he's panicking. He's in panic mode. Somebody went behind him. I don't know where he is. I'm freaked out. So he decides he's going to bail. If he doesn't, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe he gets hit, maybe the ball doesn't come out in time, but I think he had time. He does manage to escape the pocket. He's got Aaron Jones running right along with him. Not positive he gets a first down, but he very well could have. Decides not to throw that. Does see Tunyon open. Tunyon, I don't know what he's doing. He's, he's kind of, you think you should just keep running, but he's kind of just stopping. And Rodgers tries to throw it to him, and it just hits the ground. I don't, I don't know, understand. So it was a terrible throw. So Rodgers for sure is getting docked on that. If for nothing else, he had Jones open, decides not to throw it to him. He had Tunyon open for a first down, a clear first down, and just it hit the dirt. So I don't know. But hey, Jets get the ball. That's great. Got just a couple more possessions here. This is the big long one for the Jets, and then you get uh, Jordan Love and Zach Wilson kneeling. It's a one-yard run on the first play. Primarily, Jaron Reed blew that up, so I'm going to give him the love. And again, they're trying to get Quay to be aggressive here, which is which is great. They bring him on a blitz. Unfortunately, he just gets instantly stonewalled. It doesn't go anywhere. And the gap that Quay was going to blitz through ends up being the hole that is there because he just gets immediately pushed out of the way. However, with uh, Devondre kind of hovering in that hole, he decides to break it to the outside, get away from the linebacker. He's got Eric Stokes standing right there. See, th- this is the problem I always say. If you break to the outside where your blockers aren't, that's where the defenders are, and then you're not going to get any yards, unless you're playing the Packers' defense, apparently, because nobody's making a play. Stokes is right there to tackle him. He gets stiff-armed into oblivion, and eventually Savage has to come in and cl- play cleanup. So, I don't know. It's a lot of bad, but I guess I'll primarily put that on Stokes. It was a bad play before it got to him, though. So I'm also going to put that on Jaron Reed. The only reason there was a gap to that other side is because he also got washed out of the play. It's also his first negative of the day. Another run play, another 10-plus yard chunk. Biggest issue is Dean Lowry. He got blown so far out of the play. Tight end comes in and cuts uh, Rashawn's legs out from under him. He tries to get up in time and make a tackle. Quay Walker, again, is just getting blocked completely off the play. Offensive lineman's getting into his chest and just blowing him a mile away. But the reason there's so much space and it's so much ground for Rashawn to cover to try to tackle him is because Dean got pushed about 15 yards out of the way. Quay Walker also a solid 15 yards out of the way. And so Amos has to come in and clean up. So Dean Lowry, and I'm putting Quay on there too as messing that up. And that is Dean's first bad play of the, of the game. See what I mean? And they're just starting to collapse. The guys that have been solid all game, Jaron Reed, first bad play. The very next play, Dean Lowry's first bad play. Next play is another run. About 17 missed tackles later, he gets about, what? What is that run? Let's see, they had a 12-yarder, a 12-yarder, and this was a 25-yard run. Immediately, every defender in the area starts pointing at each other. They all start throwing their hands up, pointing it over there. He was supposed to do that. Hey, you were supposed to, you were supposed to be over here. I mean, and again, it's so hard to decide who, who even did anything, did anything wrong. Rashawn, you can tell, instantly diagnosed it. He bailed on his position and tries to get to the outside, but there's like two, three guys. You got wide receivers out there. Tight ends and wide receivers blocking down. It's just a pile of people he can't get through. All our guys on the backside are completely walled off. And we've got like Savage and Jair against a tight end and an offensive lineman. Savage is able to get past the tight end, but he can't quite, he doesn't quite have the speed to catch him. Tries to dive at him and misses. 
Jair now is trying to slow down a 320-pound offensive lineman that's running at him. Razul comes in, tries to catch him. He misses. Running back cuts it back inside, so he kind of stunts out Jair. Jair can't do anything. Campbell's trying to catch him from behind. Finally, Amos grabs him. He's playing, you know, that that safety thing where it's like, I'm just going to hang back and hopefully he never gets here. It was, you ever, I used to have that Adam Sandler CD, like a comedy CD. One of the skits he did was he'd play in the outfield and he never wanted the ball to get hit to him. He was so scared. Please don't hit it to me. Please don't hit it to me. Come on, Robert. This big lump of crap can hit. Oh, God, he's a lefty, a big, big lefty. Total power, and he's going to pull it right to me, and there's nothing I can do to stop him. Pitch the funny one, Robert! Big whiffer! Big whiffer! Oh, he is a natural athlete, and I am so worthless. Please, God, take his life. Make him die. No better! No better! Oh, God, this is not happening. No, don't do this to me. Please, make it stop. Ow, my elbow! Throw it the second! Pick it up already! Take it! Just take the ball! Nice throw, you pansy! Okay, get under control. Easy now, easy. Say something to the team. Good hustle, everybody! That's Adrian Amos right now. <laughs> that clip right there, that's him, to a T. So anyways, they're on the 13-yard line and whatnot. Once again, he gets way too many yards just based on, you know, effort, which we don't have right at this point. It's going to sound like I'm being biased, but that is primarily a Koi Walker thing. They tried to send him around the edge, so he has that edge responsibility. The guy to the inside is being double teamed, so it's hard to blame him so much. But there's a gap there, and I don't know. He runs through it and whatnot. Picks up eight yards, making it third and two. That's where the defense kind of stiffens a little bit. Michael Carter gets one yard. Combination of uh, Preston and Kenny on that. Tyler Conklin takes a sneak up the middle from third and one, gets one yard, first down, first and goal from the three-yard line. Michael Carter runs up the middle. Fantastic play by Darnell Savage. He saved the touchdown for sure. Kenny Clark also doing a pretty good job of... Uh, Slayton got wiped out. Kenny is able to work his way down the sideline a little bit to force the running back to kind of squeeze down where he's able to go. But yeah, Savage comes in and cleans up. So I'll say Kenny and Savage on that one. Kenny with his eighth positive play of the day. That is uh, by far the second highest aside from Rodgers with 13. Savage with his fourth. Next play, the defense absolutely blows it up in the backfield. Looks like Kenny Clark got in there first. And, and this is this is the good thing. Because, you know, when I say that they're losing heart and they're losing, it's not as though everybody 100% gives up. Again, the, the, the best way I'm describing what I'm trying and thinking is happening is that in this cliche game of inches, when you go from playing 100% to 95% or 90%, it makes a big difference. But that doesn't mean everybody's doing it. And it doesn't mean everybody's doing it all the time, but you're starting to see crack. But I still like that at the most demoralizing period, when the game is 100% over, your offense has done nothing, your special teams has now given up seven points, you have given up seven points, and now they're driving down the field at will, gashing you with 15-yard runs on a whim. And they're at the goal line. They're at the two-yard line. Play gets blown up, Rashawn Gary's going nuts, high five and Adrian Amos, Jair's clapping. It's, it's, it's a minor thing, but it's, it's a big deal. They're not just hanging their head. Because a lot of times you'll see that. They'll make a good play, and they're still just kind of like, you know, throwing their head back like, yeah, whatever, let's get this next play over with. They're still trying to stay a little bit excited, a little bit. They still got a little bit of juice in them. I know there's crack, but they still got a little bit going on here. And you're seeing it, and I think that's impressive. And yeah, it was Kenny Clark that just fired through the line. He wasn't able to make a play because he kind of just dove down. But he did enough to blow the guy straight backwards, completely messed up the uh, running back. I think his offensive lineman actually hit him. So he got hit. He got stunned a little bit. And there's a pretty big gap there for, for a touchdown if he doesn't kind of actually get hit and was able to just sort of cut. 
But the biggest thing here is Adrian Amos. You got Devondre Campbell kind of guarding. You got somebody out here to the edge. I think it's Preston. But again, the biggest thing is he sees the guy and he just goes and gets him. He doesn't stand at the goal line and say, I'm just not going to let him get through here. He knifes through and goes and gets him. And then Devondre Campbell kind of does some cleanup because Amos kind of just wraps around him. So he's still able to maybe do a little jump and leap and Devondre just lights him up. So um, I'm putting that on Kenny and Amos. Really just blew that play up. He lost three yards on that because two guys just played all out. That is Kenny's ninth, by the way. Ninth good play. I think the next highest is five. Unfortunately, unsportsmanlike conduct on TJ Slayton. So we got to dock him one for that. So what is it? First down, again, from the two-yard line. What happens? Again, Kenny Clark shoots into the backfield. Looked like borderline <laughs> offsides to me, but just completely wrecked that play. Yeah, that, that looks pretty clear <laughs> from where I'm sitting. He is, uh, he is, he's well offsides. But anyways, leave that alone. Then Rashawn Gary with those, I mean, that dude has got some raw power. It's pretty ridiculous. You know, we see some arm tackles and some, some missed tackles that, that get missed. A little redundant. But if Kenny gets one hand on you, he's got those what I call bear paws. How much power is in those hands? He gets like two hands on the guy's jersey and rips him down. Correction, one hand. So primarily uh, Kenny, but Rashawn does make the tackle. Devondre again comes in and cleans up, but play is basically done by the time he comes in, so I'm not giving him credit for those, although he deserves a half a credit, I guess. And that is Kenny's 10th big play. So after this 50 plays within the five-yard line thing, it is now uh, second and five. Just as I say that, Rashawn lets the guy slip right through his fingers. Not positive. I, I think you got to give Rashawn a negative on that. It's tough because it's a, well, it's, it's, it's a tough play, but ultimately he's got to have the edge. But Amos and Soaks stopped it from being a touchdown. I'm going to give them credit for that. Considering they only got a field goal on this, they saved us four points. So I am going to dock Rashawn, give Stokes especially, but Amos also coming in to help. First negative for Rashawn, and it's, it's, it's one of those that you look at and go, eh, I get it. It sucks, and you failed, but I get it. That was tough. Third down and one from the one. End up running for no gain. Beautiful play by Devondre Campbell. Unfortunately, penalty on Rashawn Gary. He gets two negatives in a row. Defensive holding. But this play is exactly what you want from, from Campbell. I mean, you know, we've, we've seen so many times with him, like, trying to chase guys to the edge, and he just takes a bad angle, and he can't quite get there. Granted, this is, uh, this is the quarterback, so it's a little bit not exactly, you know, Braxton Berrios speed. But even the way he presses down to the line of scrimmage, and as soon as he sees the quarterback has it, just beelines for him. Again, no dice because of uh, Rashawn. However, he still prevented a, a penalty. We're not going to wipe it out and say Devondre Campbell didn't do it. If they get a penalty, if they get a touchdown, they decline the penalty and it's a touchdown. So he still saved the touchdown here. That is Devondre Campbell's first positive of the game. Rashawn Gary's second, and it's a second in a row. So try to sneak Zach Wilson up the middle. No game. Tough to know who to give credit to, but but it was Kenny and Slayton on the inside. Slayton does look like he got moved a little bit, so it might just be Kenny, but I'll, I'll, I'll say Kenny and Slayton not allowing at least enough push for them to actually get in. And then Rashawn on top of it, he came around the corner, grabbed the quarterback, and started pulling him back so he couldn't get that forward momentum. So I'm going to give all three credit on stopping that one. But that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight plays inside the five-yard line. And that, by the way, will end the day with Kenny Clark at 11 positive plays. Just two behind Aaron Rodgers at 13. And again, nobody else has more than five. Kenny has 11. 11. But after that, you get the field goal, you get the uh, the touchback, and now we get to watch a little Jordan Love. That was a quick pass to Robert Tunyon. Little surprised. Surprised he decided to throw to Tunyon instead of Lazard, who was further down the field and, and more open. 
Surprised he decided to throw to Tunyon, who was completely covered. Surprised he threw it where only apparently Tunyon could catch it. Surprised it didn't get broken up. Just a just a weird thing that happened there. But I mean, I'll give I'll give Love and Tunyon some some love. Tunyon, by the way, breaks into third with with uh, six positive plays. Next pass, great route from Romeo Dobbs. Great play call from Matt Lafleur. Good read from Jordan Love. Unfortunately, the ball was ridiculously thrown behind it. So bad throw from Jordan Love. So two plays in, he's already got a negative and a positive. I swear this offensive line, man, this is pathetic. Josh Myers, what the heck are you doing? Next play, they set up a screen. Trying to get Jordan Love some easy yards, trying to get the offense a little bit of momentum. The screen is perfect. You got A.J. Dillon in space, three blockers in front of him, and only one guy there. Take a wild guess if that one defender gets there. And you know why he does? Because he sprints to the exact right part of the field, and our guys are not where they're supposed to be. Josh Myers, sprinting, trying to get to this linebacker, he can't get. We've also got John Runyon, and I'm sure it's not his job to peel back and get a linebacker, but you know what? I don't give a crap. There's one guy coming. Block him. That's embarrassing. Three blockers and one defender, and he gets to the running back. So that goes to Josh Myers. That pass, by the way, the first pass went for eight yards, so it was second and two, third and two, and is now fourth and two, as we try to figure out how to get two yards. That's all we needed on that screen, by the way. Got zero yards. Then he's got Alan Lazard again coming on a quick slant route. What does he do? He throws it way behind. So, I don't know, man. I, I might have mentioned a thing or two about how if Jordan Love comes out, he's going to be worse. I, I agree. He's, he's following the structure. He's doing a great job getting throwing to the guy that he's supposed to throw to on this play. The problem is, he's not a very good quarterback. That's the issue. right? Yeah, he'll, he'll follow the structure, and he'll do all the things that he's supposed to do that Aaron Rodgers won't do. But he's not good enough. Well, maybe with a week of practice or something. Okay, well, whatever. I don't know. He had two wide open guys and just completely missed by a mile. And the, the one eight-yard completion, he threw to the guy that was blanketed and kind of standing still when he had Lazard behind him open, more open, and further down the field it would have been a first down. So I know he kind of just got pushed in last minute, but I think this whole Jordan Love thing, I mean, it's, you got you to stop because it's bad. That was, that was real bad. But anyways, that's it. I'm not going to look at the kneel downs. Official tallies. We'll start with the bad and end with the good. Aaron Rodgers leads the team with 11 bad plays. Again, these are negative plays because of you. Royce Newman had eight. Elton Jenkins had seven. John Runyon had five. A.J. Dillon and Quay Walker had four. Notice how that's like all offense and then Quay. Really not a lot of defense at all. Bakhtiari... Stokes, Myers, and Mercedes had three. Um, we've got Adrian Amos, Devondre Campbell, Joe Barry, Keyshawn Nixon, Robert Tunyon, Rashawn Gary, and Jordan Love with two. Jordan Love played in one series and has two. And then Alan Lazard, Dallin Levitt, Isaiah McDuffie, Jair Alexander, Jake Hansen, um, Jawan Winfrey, Matt LaFleur, Rudy Ford, Jonathan Garvin, Jaron Reed, Dean Lowry, and TJ Slayton all had one. If you didn't hear their name, flawless game. Is there anybody on the offensive line? I don't think so. Not Rodgers, not Tunyon, not Mercedes. Aaron Jones? Not not Aaron Jones. Anyways, the positives. Aaron Rodgers leads the team with 13. Kenny Clark had um, 11. Robert Tunyon with 6. Uh, Amos, Lazard, Stokes, Jair, Preston, and Rashawn had 5. Aaron Jones, Darnell Savage, and Jaron Reed had four. Um, 
David Bakhtiari, John Runyon, Josh Myers, Razul Douglas, Romeo Dobbs, Rudy Ford with three. A.J. Dillon, Dean Lowry, Jonathan Garvin, Keyshawn Nixon, Kingsley, and Igbare. Mercedes Lewis and Pat O'Donnell with two. And then one, Amari Rogers, Dallin Lovett, Eric Wilson, Josiah DeGuara, Mason Crosby, Quay Walker, Randall Cobb, Tariq Carpenter, Tyler Davis, Devondre Campbell, TJ Slayton, and Jordan Love. There's a lot more players that contributed to the positive than there were negative. There were 37 players that had positive plays, 29 with negative. And a lot of those got added. A lot of um, defenders, I think it was like 16. It was it was almost half of this at like halftime. Um, but it was mostly just, you know, Royce, Elton, Runyon, and Rodgers. That was, that was the crux of the issue. Those three guys, or four guys, were the main issue with the team. And so again, fix the offensive line. Nobody else had even four, had more than four mistakes on the entire team. And that was A.J. Dillon and Quay Walker. And Dillon was wildly uncharacteristic. We're talking two drops and a fumble. But anyways, uh, we got more to explore. We got to start looking at Washington and talking about potential trades and all that kind of stuff. That's kind of big in the news. I should probably check Twitter and see if that already happened. I doubt it. But you guys have a great day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.